Oscar Marine fired. 100% fired. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Mystery Sports. This is On That Chipper Note. Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday morning, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also serve up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates lost yesterday in Chicago 4-3. to They open another three-game series tonight in Cincinnati. They're back in Pittsburgh Thursday for the 135th home opener. The loss yesterday was annoying and important. You're not going to hear me getting too deeply into individual losses, or for that matter, wins along the way. That's not the way this team is constructed. That's not the way this timetable will function, except on one of every five days. And that's when Mitch Keller pitches. I've been saying now, not for weeks, but for months, that Keller's the swing vote here. Keller is the one variable that if he goes really well, that's highly encouraging for the Pirates' future. Not just 2021, but the future. And if he doesn't, this can go south a lot sooner than it goes north. Keller, yesterday against the Cubs, pitched three innings, needed 77 pitches to pull that off. Only 42 of those were strikes. He walked four guys, was charged with three runs on two hits, struck out four, gave up a home run. You know, this is this is the same line that you've seen from this kid now, not just in 2021, meaning through all of spring training, although the, the numbers were actually worse in spring training, but every time he's been up in the majors. And the thing that you see from him again and again and again, and I've been complaining about this since he first came up, which I will now readily acknowledge was terribly unfair. I'm talking about his big league debut in Cincinnati. I'm looking at this stuff of his, and I'm seeing that batters can't hit it, which they can't, and I'm seeing him nibble like crazy. Let's not tiptoe around this issue. That's not going to help anything. The Pirates had better not be tiptoeing around it. Marine had better not be tiptoeing around it. Keller's catchers, Michael Perez yesterday, but primarily Jacob Stallings, had better not tiptoe around it. He's nibbling. That's what he's doing. He is pitching with zero courage. It's awful to watch. I can't imagine being a teammate of his out in the field watching someone with that kind of stuff sit there and try to paint on everybody. You could draw one of those diagrams. You know what I'm talking about, the vertical rectangle where they show you where all the pitches went, and you would just see this extra diagram that would look like paintballs thrown everywhere except inside that rectangle. It reached the hilarious point where, by the third inning, Perez, the catcher, started putting his mitt dead center 
in that rectangle. The only other time I've seen a catcher do that with anybody was back when Charlie Morton was here and he was completely wild. And they just said, Charlie, your stuff is so great. Your stuff is so great. Just put it in the middle and it'll move somewhere. And Charlie, of course, had to overthink everything. Perez was just putting, he's just saying, kid, just throw it down the pipe. You know, I keep using the term kid here. Keller turned 25 just yesterday. I'm not sure that he is a kid. And this is now the third year that he's been in the majors. There comes a time where you have to show some, here's the word again, courage. Does he get that? I, I, I don't know because he's said many, many times that he recognizes that he needs to be in the zone more. And you know what? He said the same thing again yesterday after the game in Chicago. Uh, it's definitely not a mental issue. Um, just got to attack the zone and just fill it up more and get ahead of counts. That's what it comes down to. Just throwing a lot of pitches, getting behind counts. Got to turn it around. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by North Shore Tavern. That's located right across Federal Street from PNC Park. All of which will be coming to life again. Beginning later this week, stop in, say hello. North Shore Tavern is the sister-slash-companion venture to Mike's Beer Bar, right next to each other. North Shore Tavern is home to Steak on a Stone, as well as being the only pirate sports bar in existence. Stop in and tell them we sent you. If this is sounding to you like I'm being too rough on a young player, I don't care because you'll have to trust me that if he had pitched well in spring training or if he had pitched well yesterday at Wrigley Field, if he had pitched the way he did last season in that final series game in St. Louis, do you remember that against the Cardinals? He was outstanding. If he had done that, I'd be stressing the importance of his performance all the same. Because it is that. Remember the name Spin Williams? How can you forget a pitching coach named Spin, right? When I first got on the Pirates beat, this was with the local newspaper in early 2005. And I was in the assistant coach's room at PNC Park, really just trying to get to know guys. I was still new and, you know, wasn't sure how they'd react to me and whatever. So getting to know Spin, one of the things that he said to me that day, never forgot this. In fact, some of you who've been around with me for a while will have heard this story already, maybe more than once. Spin said, if you ever need anything, do yourself a favor. Don't look at pitching. Don't look at pitching decisions and think that you know what you're watching. Just come and ask me. And that sounds arrogant, except it, it, it's not. Spin was like the nicest man in the world. Within the same conversation, he was being so open, so honest, and so blunt with everything that he talked about his own status and said, I'll be here as long as Ollie's okay. And he was referring, of course, to Oliver Perez, 
who was coming off a 239 strikeout season in 2004. Remember that when Ollie was Sandy Koufax? And he was right. This is how positional coaches in football, assistant coaches in hockey, and pitching and hitting coaches in baseball keep their jobs. There are certain players who are more important than others. You have to get the most out of the most talented players or you're not worth that much to the organization. Remember that when Bob Nutting fired everybody uh, in very late 2019, a lot later than a lot of us wanted it to happen, he had said at the time, and he's repeated it since, that the number one thing that bothered him was watching these Tyler Glassnows and Garrett Coles and Charlie Mortons leave Pittsburgh and just all of a sudden get really good. That's not going to happen here. That can't happen here. They will not be giving up on Mitch Keller. They will not trade Mitch Keller, never mind to the Rays or to the Astros. They will not trade him anywhere. This was the number seven prospect in all of baseball as recently as two years ago. Not number seven pitching prospect, number seven prospect across the board in all of baseball. He is not leaving Pittsburgh. They will not allow that to happen again. But the same can't be said for the pitching coach. And here again, if it sounds like I'm being too tough on the pitching coach when he's had only a handful of starts or whatever else, so be it. Because to my naked, untrained, non-pitching coach eye, this doesn't seem like a difficult point that anyone has to make. See that rectangle? Throw it in there. Whatever happens happens i'll be over here if you need anything else kid only he's not a kid when we come back just one question question comes from Rod who asks with some questions surrounding the rotation would you ever support an opener a la Tampa Bay for anybody who doesn't know what Rod's referencing the Rays they didn't do this all the time but they would occasionally fill a starting slot with a bullpen guy and basically ask him to just do his bullpen-ish job for the first inning or two sometimes just for the first inning And the Rays being the Rays, they had all kinds of new wave fancy reasons for doing that. I look at the construction of the Pirates pitching staff at the moment and wonder if they shouldn't just go with 21 relievers. You know, roster permitting. You can cut Polanco to make a roster spot, but I digress. I don't see that happening. Uh, We did see Clint Hurdle either go along with that or coerced into doing that with Montana Durapau with very, very, very dubious results. Um, That's a case I think at times smart people uh, will try to let everybody know that they're really smart and that's taken it too far. 
But I do think you can look at this staff and see another option, and that's something that's more along the lines of the piggyback approach. Um, There's another term. If somebody doesn't know what that is, in spring training, especially in the early exhibitions of spring training, managers will piggyback two starters into the same game because they know they're not going to get more than one or two innings out of somebody. So they want them both kind of up there, and they want them both getting you know a couple innings. Um, so they refer to that as a piggyback start. Some teams have taken that, including the Pirates, into the regular season and said, look, we don't know what kind of length we're going to get out of this guy. We also don't necessarily trust this guy to face an order the third time. So one way or another, we're going to get two turns through the order out of this guy, if we're lucky. And then we have this other guy totally ready to go. Like mindset and everything. Look, you're going to be doing the second part of the piggyback starting. You're not just going to come in on a whim. I could see that because as I look at the system overall, especially the the Major League Ready guys, Will Crow, Miguel Yahure, Cody Ponce once he's healthy, uh, I see more guys in that mold than I do someone that you could bring up and just hand him the ball and say, go get us a quality start. There's not a lot of that to be had in this organization at the upper levels right now. There just isn't. So I I do think you're going to see the Pirates move towards something like that. But I also understand going through the rotation, you know, once or twice with these guys and seeing what you get. You know, let's, Let's see what, you know, uh, Tyler Anderson, you know, brought to the mix uh, yesterday. You know, he gave them, you know, a handful of innings. That's going to be a good start this year. It just is. I know nobody likes that, but that's actually been the case all across baseball. Last year, the average start in the majors was five and a third innings. The Pirates' average start was four and two-thirds. So this is this is not just a Pittsburgh thing. Um, nobody's carrying a Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson into their into their rotation right now. So it's it, this is going to be work, man. It just is, but it sure would help if one of them, and I do mean Keller again, if one of them would rise up, because that ends up having a big difference not only on the rest of your rotation but also on new managers. Thanks for the question, Rod. I appreciate that. Thanks to everybody uh, for listening today. We'll do another Daily Shot of Pirates tomorrow. At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure 
visit projectchildsafe.org.